Well, RJ, if the Game 7 wasn't enough to give you a bunch of anxiety and everything, uh, this one probably did as the Kraken win 5-4 in overtime to take Game 1 in Dallas. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to be talking about. I'm sure Queen Anne Beer Hall is very loud in the background for you just to block her oh, yes. away. Um, this was an incredible game. There's going to be lots to get to, but the bottom line is the Seattle Kraken take the one nothing series lead in Round 2 which is, you know, just not a sentence I thought I'd be saying this year, but I'm very happy that I am. Yeah, I, I think we all have to believe if we didn't already. And you know what? I was so happy to hear the national broadcast as they were playing off, as they were about to head to Sports Center, just saying, hey, this is real. This is who the Kraken are. They're not going away. This is what this team is. I think this win, if Game 7 didn't do it, which I feel like it didn't totally for some reason, this game really cemented the Kraken on the national stage. When it goes to overtime, too, everybody's flipping their TV on to see what's going to happen. Uh, and they scored in a very Kraken type of way, that overtime goal from Yanni Gord. I mean, it was just so fitting. Love to see it. Yep. Uh, how how nice of Yanni Gord too to score right before one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast for everybody. So he's so generous. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's it's incredible. I have theories that we'll get to later about why maybe some of the national attention wasn't on the Kraken even after that Game Seven victory. We'll get to that. For now, though, we just got a party because Kraken up. Uh, they take this game. Um, this is a game in which, look, this was a Kraken game. You got five goals from five different goal scorers. That's what the Seattle Kraken do. That's what they're all about. Uh, you had a bunch of chances from a bunch of different goal scorers. You had the defense activate and get involved. And I think based on what I saw tonight is going to be a big deal in this series. Uh, you saw this group make adjustments period to period and Hackstall have them up and ready. But the thing that really impressed me about this group, RJ, was we saw them in a situation that they haven't been in yet, and that is trailing to start a game in the postseason, and it didn't matter. They responded with like four straight shifts of just going after Dallas. They never gave up, and that's why this team, you know, is able to pull out wins like this in overtime. It didn't phase them at all. And Dave Haxtell was kind of asked about that this morning of like, you know, what will happen if you don't uh, score the first goal like you have been? So we'll be fine. You know, we'll just get get yeah. to our game and, and keep playing the way that we do. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, that goal, I think even it woke them up a little bit too. Like their forechecking was so hard right after that. I mean, it really lit a fire under yeah. them. And they got rewarded for it too in that period, which it, it, that's good to see. Oh, it, it really is. And just to score the goal after goal after goal was incredible. That was such a such a moment uh, for them. Um, Going to start off with the Super Chats here, and then we'll get more into breaking everything down from Schultz here. TKHB, doubt us if you dare. Uh, I mean, it's it's true. It's true. Like, I, I don't know how much of it is doubt, RJ. Let me just get to my theory right away here. All Go right. for it. My, my theory is you listen to all these national broadcasts, national podcasts, all that kind of stuff, right? And the thing that you notice is whenever they talk about teams, the teams that they spend a lot of time talking about, they're always talking about their sources within those teams. And I just think the bottom line is when you listen to like an Elliot Friedman or, or, or Jeff Merrick, it's all about who they know within all the various organizations. They just don't know anybody in the Seattle Kraken, so they just don't talk about the Seattle Kraken because they don't have an inside source. And you know what? It reminds me, that's kind of how Ron Francis ran things in Carolina. Nobody ever knew anything that was going on in Carolina just because Ron Francis doesn't talk to people. Uh, and I think that that's really ultimately what all this is. It's just that they don't have an inside man, so to speak, and they uh, they just they just don't talk about us because of it. 
You know what? I think there might be something to that theory. And you can kind of tell when they talk on the national podcast too about the Kraken and how, you know, it's got a very kind of cursory overview type of look where you don't really yeah. know the details as though you've been following the team closely. Look, that their job is to be a national reporter. They cannot be following all 30 team to all 32 teams that closely, but you can kind of tell. Yeah, you can, you can tell. And the bottom line is they better start following the Kraken closely now because uh, we're here. We're legit. We're winning games in round two against a Dallas team that a lot of people, myself included, thought was going to probably win the Stanley Cup this year. So uh, that's a, it's a huge, huge deal. Uh, light Super Chat here. I'm not as hyped as I was for the other games because this win didn't feel special. It felt earned and deserved. Just two good teams going at it, and that's nice for the Kraken to finally be able to do. Uh, it is. Like, this game feels like we belong, RJ. We went head-to-head -head against a really tough team. Uh, we we sent, we you know, game went to overtime. We were able to pick up the OT win. It, it does. This feels like back watching, you know, all those great, like, Kings teams or the Chicago Blackhawks, where it was just like, this is the kind of stuff that they would do on their routes to winning Stanley Cups. Right, just wear down other teams like the Kraken did in that first period, just relentless forecheck, earning all the chances that they're getting. And, and they got a lot of chances that all were earned. They were all well-deserved. They came from putting the puck to the right areas, winning those board battles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can break down here. But the Kraken earned the chances that they got. And, I mean, the Stars, you know, it took Joe Pavelski some pretty insane plays you know, to get them level with Seattle. It just – I agree with that assessment. Like – it, it felt earned. It felt deserved. Yeah, it, it totally did. Good one there, Light. Another super chat here from Derek. Up late on the East Coast for the OT win. Warrior right there. Cracking a road warriors, Derek. Stayed up late for him. That is dedication. Good on you. And thanks for the super chat. Do you think with the super chat here? I'm happy Pavelski is healthy. I hope it's out of his system now. Another great team effort for the Squid Squad. That is a question I have, RJ is like how okay. much of this from Pavelski, like obviously he's a great player. We know what he can do. He can tip the puck, all that kind of stuff. But how much of this was also just like first game back, he wanted to make an impact and then he left it all out on the ice. Well, I think he certainly wanted to do as much as he could his first game back. And I think he was kind of energized and refreshed and that played a role. But Dylan, I think this is just kind of what he does. And I think he matches up particularly well against the Kraken. That's kind of what I was getting at on the Deep Dive podcast yesterday when we were previewing this series. Pavelski was the one player who just really worried me, given how well that he matches up against the Kraken. If you make any kind of mistake, give him even an inch in the offensive zone, he will make you pay for it. I mean, you basically just got to shove him to the ice or else he's going to just tip some puck by you in a weird way. I, he's not going to score four goals every game, but I don't see him completely slowing down. Yeah, I think he's always going to be there. He's always going to be somebody you have to deal with, especially once he gets really going on the power play. That's really the one thing that he didn't do tonight for them, which was be involved on in the power play. Although I think, you know, Jay Leach's got this PK for the Kraken playing exceptionally well again. I mean, I almost don't want to say his name too much, RJ, because someone's going to take him for a head coaching job after all this. But uh, it, that's been very impressive. But with Pavelski, I mean, Look, it's one of those, I think he has, he's he's one of those guys who is going to step up for his first game back. He's going to do this kind of stuff. He does match up well against them, but also the universe was just feeding him. Like that that fourth goal, like just, just magnetized to his hands. Like, how does that happen? He, he had to move his stick to tip it. That's, that's a play that not many players could make. That is quintessential Joe Pavelski play. It went off a Larson stick and was hitting him at like chest height too. Nobody else makes that play in, in the league, but it's Joe Pavelski. He can tip that puck. 
I'm sorry, stop me if I'm raving about Joe Pavelski too much. Like, you know, fair disclosure to everyone background. Like I grew up a Sharks fan. I watched him play for some of the best years of his career. Like he's an incredible player, but, and I, you know, he, he earned what he got in this game, but man, um, Kraken still came out on top though. I can't wait to have a, a red glare conversation with you about whether or not his best years have actually been with the Dallas Stars. Or you not. know what? I actually, there's as I argument. was saying that, I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe not actually. Yeah. Um, there's an argument to be made there. Last thing on Pavelski, 100% on faceoffs. I think the final number was eight for eight. That's worrisome as well, but that's a story for another day. Steve Dog with the super chat here. NHL shouldn't allow punches to the back of the head on anyone. Super dangerous, but regardless, let's go Kraken and happy with the win. So that's, of course, talking about uh, Mason Marchment going after um, Morgan Geeky. So they were into it before that play even went back around the net. They were in the corner. They were going at it. It was, you know, cross-checked Marchment on the back of Geeky. Geeky on the back of somewhat other Dallas star. It was just kind of like this train they had going of cross-checks. Um, but then it really continued as Marchman just stayed on him around the net, takes the tripping call. And then you and I have both seen this before, RJ. We've heard players talk about this. They know in playoff hockey, once that penalty has been called, you can get away with other stuff because they're not going to call another one on you. And I think that that's what happened. But I do think that the refs, I mean, the ref was right there. He saw that cross check to the back of Geeky's head, driving it down into the ice. If that isn't deserving of a two minute extra roughing, I don't know what else is. Right. And he was frustrated too, because he felt like guess geeky that went down a little bit easier or whatever. And so you can see him complain to the ref at first. He sees the ref's not going to you know, call a dive or anything. So he just takes out that frustration on geeky. And I really don't like those plays where a player is already down. You know, you want to square up and, and face someone, challenge them to drop the gloves because you're mad, go for it. But when a player's already down like that to, to cross check him and then later that punch to the back of the head, that, that should have been an extra two. Although I got to acknowledge that just, that just doesn't get called in the playoffs. And I think Marchman knows that. Right. And that's, you know, again, it's a problem. <sighs> NHL playoff officiating, it's always all over the place. Uh, but the, I, I agree with you, Steve Dog. That should be a penalty. It's bottom line is it should. Uh, Seth, the super chat here. Just hope Kraken don't get into the mindset of shutting down paths. Sure, cover him more, but not at the expense of defense. Now, this is interesting, RJ, because I feel like that's very much what the Kraken did do in this game was they really focused on the top two lines. Uh, and then they were just like, look, if, if Pavelski at the depth is going to beat us, then Pavelski at the depth is going to beat us. And I, I'm sure they weren't expecting four goals from Pavs, but that's what they got. Uh, but I do want to give credit to the Kraken defense for, you know, and, and forwards and everybody for really shutting down all the big names on the stars, not Pavelski related, right? We did not see any points from Sagan, did not see uh, anything going on with Jason Robertson or Rupe Hintz, who's leading the playoffs and scoring after round one. Like, that's an impressive thing. The Jamie Benn line was non-existent in this game entirely. So the Kraken do want to give them credit. They did a fantastic job shutting down those top two lines for the Stars. Yeah, they did. I mean, you look at that Robertson, Hintz, and Sagan line, it's just been on fire uh, through the first round and, and what they've been able to do all season. And I, I barely noticed them. I mean, they created a few dangerous chances, but I, I was not scared in the way that I was when McKinnon and Ronson were out on the ice together. It just felt like a whole different level of, of kind of shutdown there. And yeah, you, you kind of have to pick your battles, pick your poison with Dallas. They're a deep team. You can't stop everybody. They chose Pavelski as the guy to maybe give the better matchups and, and more of a chance. Probably won't be able to do that every game, uh, but uh, you know it, it did end up working out. 
Yeah, but again, I I still think that gives me a lot of confidence for this series, RJ, was just seeing what they were able to do against those two top lines because that was something that worried me. We talked about it in the deep dive, right? Like you've 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 shown that you can shut down one line. Can you shut down two? And the Kraken showed that they could shut down two. It's just unfortunate that uh, Dallas apparently has three lines now you got to worry about. Uh, so that's just what we're going to have to deal with moving forward. JMG here. Can the Kraken ever do anything easy? This is not good for my health. I mean, RJ, you're a night owl. I'm not. If this is going to be a regular thing, uh, watch for me to just... <laughs> yeah, I'm prepared for I might have to carry the load on these post games a little bit if we get double, triple overtime. Um, I'm ready for it. Uh, but yeah, look, it wasn't easy. They didn't make it easy. They blew another two goal lead like they've, they've done that a few times. But when you get to this level of hockey, when you get to this point in the playoffs, it's never easy. No matter who you're playing against, no matter who you are, um, I mean, just just to win the game at all. Uh, you know, take so much effort uh, to be in there at all, to not just get swept in a series at this point. It takes everything that you have. And so, yeah, it's just not going to be easy going forward, but it's not easy for anybody. No, it's not going to. And look, this is in some ways what we expected, right? Because this, these two teams were pretty evenly matched in the regular season. You saw overtimes in the regular season, seeing overtime now. And and that's just the way it is. Um, I think this is where, you know, it's difficult because the Kraken are coming off a seven game series. They're stuck in this loop of what? This was their eighth game in 15 days. Right. Like, yeah. so that's that's rough if this series is going to be like this, where it's going to come down to the wire each and every time. I think this is the benefit for the Kraken of, you know, running the lines the way Hackstall does, where the ice time is really spread out between everybody. I think that's going to become very, very important as this goes on, whereas Dallas is going to have some of their guys out there a lot more. Miro Haskinen especially is going to be eating up a ton of minutes in this one. But also because, it, look, Dallas, they had a couple extra days of rest before the series started, but they just came out of a brutal, brutal series against Minnesota where, you know, the first game of that one went to double overtime. They were just physically beat every single game and credit to the Kraken coming out 47 hits in this one kind of continuing that trend at some point that wear and tear is going to start taking an effect for the Dallas Stars so if every game is going to kind of be like this where it's going to come close and, and maybe push overtime I, I think that you know the the Kraken are setting themselves up to take advantage of that if that's the case. Mm -hmm. And you look at the forwards real quick there. I said like Yanni Gore, he led the Kraken forwards in ice time, only 22 minutes, 37 seconds. That's not bad at all. He played more than that in games against the Avalanche last series. You know, he, this is absolutely manageable for guys. The way that Hackstall can roll his lines, it really does counter that fatigue. Right. And interesting. We saw a lot of Ty Cartier in overtime too, going with that strategy. Love it. Love player it. playing a little less during the regulation out of in overtime. You want those fresh legs, especially from a young guy trying to prove himself. Saw some fantastic chances from him. Love the way Hackstall played that situation. Jules here. Kitty cats asleep. Make sure to like the stream. Appreciate it. Jules. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Gary, one of the best parts of the playoffs is all my coworkers seeking me out. Been telling them all day. We're getting this win. Let's, go oh i love it gary spreading the crack in love out there absolutely love it appreciate it for sure uh shoeshine lifelong sharks fan as well super happy for pavs to have this game happier our kraken came out on top anyway I'm sure you sympathize glad i'm not the there. only one out there yeah thank you shoeshine for for putting that in the super chat um <laughs> definitely some conflicted feelings tonight but no question how i'm feeling right now 
Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, let me scroll down to this next one from Gregory. There we go. That's that's the lemon lime Gatorade time, baby. Great first period. Pavelski is a beast, but we persevered, and Yanni came through in the clutch. That's true. I mean, you know, pick pick which one you want to talk about there, RJ. While I enjoy this. There you go. Enjoy your Gatorade there. I mean, Pavelski is a beast. I I, I said enough on that. I, I'll I'll stop here. But Yanni coming through in the clutch, like that was such a Yanni Gord goal. I, I mentioned that the other day. Like I mean, uh, earlier in this uh, yeah. in this po uh, post game. Thank you. I'm getting tired here. Uh, but Yanni Gord, like the puck is just flying around. Nobody can find it, but Yanni Gord locates that puck and just throws a shot on net. He wasn't trying to target that top corner. He's just trying to throw something on Jake Ottinger that maybe can generate a rebound or do something for his teammates. And it's got the good fortune of going in. And I mean, that's just the kind of effort that he's been bringing every game this series. I think he's still leading the Kraken in points over the playoffs and while he's doing everything he's doing defensively. Incredible. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And you know, as well as I do, RJ, especially when you're tired. And you take one of those spin around shots. Like, what do you do? You kind of lean back on your back foot a little bit, right? You really throw that stick up. You get that extra little bit of elevation on it just because you're tired and you're just going with it. Your whole body's into it. And it ended up being the perfect thing to do because Ottinger, he was actually in position for that shot. Like he was kind of mm -hmm. ready for a shot there in a way a lot of goaltenders wouldn't. But because of Yanni Gord taking that little extra bit, getting that little extra zip on it, sending it up high, uh, able to get that goal. But that line just picked up where they left off in, from the Colorado series. You look at all of them, Bjorkstrand getting a goal in this one, five shots on goal for him as well. Ellie Tolvin in three shots, four hits, two blocks, just out there doing everything all over again. And I'm telling you, doesn't it look like he's like four inches taller since the playoffs started? Like he just looks it does. crazy looks bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah, he looks way bigger since the playoffs started. So good on Ellie Tolvin and uh, good on that line kind of continuing everything there as well because uh, they really just they did it again where they didn't matter who they were on the ice against puck was in the Dallas zone. And that's, what's important. Yeah. Uh, light shout out Yanni for getting that goal in spite of being held like a toddler in Disneyland that whole time. And Tolvi is amazing play. Got us the goal. So I, there, sorry, light. We, we kind of jumped you a little bit there and just talked about those two. Um, but yeah, that it's, it's the bottom line. That line is playing incredible and them working through those things, understanding this is round two, playoffs overtime things like that aren't going to get called you just got to fight through it you got to work through it and if you trust in yourself you trust with sticking with it at some point you're going to get rewarded with something like we saw mm -hmm, exactly and, and ellie tolvanen too like you know he only has one goal in the playoffs like he's not getting the goals that bjorkstrand and gord are but he's doing the work to create those goals he's doing every bit as much as those two guys definitely definitely becca with the captain yanni gord yeah, I mean, this, this playoff run is certainly, you know, it's making me turn my head. <laughs> it's tough because he's making the captain case, but at the same time, the further they go, they're making the case they don't need a captain. Yeah, everybody's in there. Um, it's, I mean, this group is just incredible. I, I'm so happy to be covering this team, RJ. Like, it's so mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, certainly saying Yanni wanted to make sure missing Emma's birthday was worth it. RJ! That is such a great super chat. Oh my gosh. That is absolutely, I knew RJ is immediately going to go down and look this up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Uh, fantastic super chat there from absurdly sane, but yes, that would make it all worth it. I would, I would assume that if I was ever, that would make it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, I don't know if she stayed up that late to watch the goal. I don't, you know, she's, you know, might have a bedtime. I, yeah. I hope she stayed up to, to watch her dad score the winner in there in overtime. 
Yeah, I hope so too. It's a good it's a good reason. I know tomorrow would be a school day, but come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Hockey Bob here. Highest chat numbers. Yeah, 268 right now. I'm yeah, we hit 275 earlier. earlier. That that is a record. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. Round two, next level, next level people in chat. Just onwards and upwards. Let's go. Yeah, and for an overtime game too. Everybody stay in. It's for late. This one. It's late. It's late. <laughs> I, well, it's this game started at six thirty, right? Dallas is two hours ahead of us. That's yeah, an eight thirty start well, local. Eight fifty if we count actual puck drop. Well, that's true. Right, that's a pretty late start, like for the local fans there. I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, but thank you everybody for staying up, and and thanks for everybody you know joining us on this journey, especially as the Kraken are now embarking on their maiden playoff journey. Uh, it's just been incredible here. Sergeant Pickles, Duds, Maddie Posts, Borgie Boo Boos, Joe Stud Pavelski, uh, Studs. Cart's playing his butt off. Gord calls game. Grew. I freaking love this team. Okay, the Maddie Post situation, RJ. That was tough. It's not going to happen again. These are the lessons he's learning in his rookie year. Uh, That and, boy, just like like last game with uh, Bjorkstrand hitting all the posts, it would kill the Kraken to have an insurance goal, wouldn't it? It re- <laughs> it would. They just they just can't seem to do it. Uh, that's as good of a chance as you could want. And I, you kind of tell it was bothering Maddie Veneers a little bit after that in the immediate mm-hmm. aftermath. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's just tough, but it feels a lot better winning the game. I mean, if, if he goes to bed after a loss, you know, after that, you know, it's just replaying in his head over and over mm-hmm. and over again. That's how it would work for any player. So glad he maybe will think about it a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, Borgen, I was trying to see, did Borgen play again after that one? I Yes, he I, didn't miss a shift. Did. Okay, there didn't we miss go. miss a shift. Warrior. Good on, good on Borgen. I was shocked when he didn't go down the tunnel, when he just stayed at the bench, just slowly putting more and more weight on his, on his leg. Uh, incredible. Because um, you know that that hurts, right? Taking the puck there, yeah. even if it's hitting the muscle, like that's a massive bruise. <laughs> like That's going to be oh, gnarly sure. looking tomorrow for sure. Uh, and then studs. We talked about Cartier earlier, talked about um, Yanni Gord. Have not talked about Philip Grubauer yet, RJ, who, yeah, he allowed four goals, but like good luck stopping certainly half of those. Nobody's stopping half of those with those two tips from Pavs. I don't know about that third one either, just because he's just right spot, right time. You know, the, the puck that bounces out the crease. Yeah, there. it's that rebound he probably wants back, though. Yeah, that one's a little rough. But uh, Philip Grubauer, again, keeping the team in it making big saves big part of why Dallas was unsuccessful on both of their power play opportunities in this one. I mean, Philip Grubauer is the guy for this team in the playoffs. And really, I mean, we talk about the the national media, not necessarily paying attention to the crack. And I still feel like Philip Grubauer is the person who loses out the most when the national media doesn't talk about this Kraken team. Yeah, I mean, he basically has to steal a game seven for anybody to talk about, which he did. So he kind of got some conversation going. But yeah, that's kind of what he needs to do. And this game, I thought, was a really good example of kind of the old saying that it doesn't really matter as much how many saves you make, but when you make them. And I Mm -hmm. thought he made the saves for the Kraken at all the right times. Yeah, there were a couple of goals that, that maybe he wants back, but he made the key saves when he needed to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I like just, you know, again, the way everybody responded to that, including Philip Grubauer, that first Pavelski goal, right? Like that was one where he just got beat. Right. And, and you can tell like the moment he stood up the way he just kind of like nodded his head. It was like, he was just 
shaking that right out of his out of his memory like he just wasn't even going to think about it no point in thinking about it it's already happened on to the next play and i love seeing that from him and i think you know the way the whole team responded helped with that as well uh edward we are the seattle kraken pundit doubts don't vex us we want a few up mile high and we'll steal a few in texas i love it love that. i love it love it love it i don't know if there was a melody i should have been singing that to or not uh but i should have given you a beat dylan sorry little, <laughs> it's fine a great great poem there edward really appreciate it thank you for the super chat uh Rianne, tomorrow's my birthday i'll take a w's gift it, Happy birthday, Rian, as I see that there. Man, it's like everyone's birthday right around now. This is cool. Uh, I know. Hey, I would love if the Kraken is still playing come my birthday towards the end of this month, RJ. Let's we could all be so lucky. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Sergeant Pickles, Pavs had me at I'm not even mad. That's amazing. I know what you're talking about, Sergeant Pickles. And I know RJ definitely knows what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I said the words I'm not even mad <laughs> multiple times today. Yep. Uh Krakenaki 32. Can we play every game on the road, lol? If there, if only there was a way, RJ, to play every game on the road, because if any team ever would want to do that, I got to think that it would be the Seattle Kraken team. I'm sure, you know, maybe ownership doesn't want that, like those those home game receipts. But they're big uh, money makers, that's for sure. They're massive money makers. But, you know, I, I don't think did the situation ever get resolved for for three and four yet do we know when those games are played Should yes we, we do the whole talent? series schedule is out so so games three and four yes they are on the schedule uh game three will be on sunday the seventh game four will be on tuesday the ninth so okay. thank you so, seattle storm for moving your preseason game uh, so the yes. kraken could do that by the way yes definitely definitely uh yeah because i know earlier when i was checking today i was like we don't know i was trying to make plans with somebody I'm like i have no idea what my schedule is sorry <laughs> yep only the nhl uh jeremiah here love you guys sorry i've been absent when this is all done and dusted let's get together on a stream again might come down for a playoff game not that it's that hard to leave alaska still have snow in my yard <laughs> appreciate the super <laughs> chat jeremiah i'm sure i'm sure and hey it looked like you were having a fantastic time down in florida over on twitter and everything hope you hope you did have a good time with all that and yeah we'll definitely do something in the off season no worries oh yeah and then from if you come for a game let me know <laughs> yeah definitely hook up with rj for sure um zame i love pavelski after the hit i thought we'd never see him again coming back to score four in a loss was the perfect outcome a feel-good story seattle has a one nothing lead and stars fans have no hats it's very true and i saw one stars fan with a hat at rj as they were like going around right afterwards i was like come on man no <laughs> now you gotta throw that hat out there especially i mean you don't know the fourth goal is coming but like come on if there's a hat trick scored and you go to a game if you just go to a game with a hat you need to be prepared to throw it only bring a hat that you yeah. will throw for a hat yeah absolutely you you just have to and i think the dallas stars lost because that one guy didn't throw his hat i'll just say yep. it and that's what he deserves that's the way it goes sorry <laughs> especially with pavs coming back and everything like i get it you know uh, a lot of people were upset uh that you know during the intermission going into overtime or on twitter like everybody was just talking about pavelski and i get it, it's four yep. goals like that's obviously worthwhile talking about but also i could sympathize a little bit coming at this from a media angle it's the it's like an amazing story, dude. Coming back from that sort of injury, all of that kind of stuff, and then scores four goals. I, I I hate to take ESPN's side on anything like that, RJ, but I get it. The oldest player to score four goals in a game ever, regular season or playoffs. I mean, there's there's so many crazy stats you can pull out here. 
yeah. Uh, but that's it. No more for like the eighth time. No more Pavelski. Arshay. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got to stop. We got to stop. Uh, because the bottom line is the Kraken had some stars show up in this one as well. We talked about Yanni Gord. I want to talk about Jaden Schwartz getting the early goal, tie things up for the Kraken. I felt like that was a big deal because, you know, we talked about the response to that early Pavelski goal, but that was really the thing that it felt like, okay, keep it going. Like you were rewarded for that effort. I think goals like that are always super important. And then Justin Schultz guy we talked about all through that first series guy just come and step it up ryan donato getting him that puck over in space taking advantage of what we've what we talked about during the regular season series against dallas rj where dallas kind of they overload to one side with a team like the kraken where you do have d that is going to activate they're going to have a lot of time and space and that's what justin schultz had there good on donato for finding him and really just good on donato for this game as a whole he was everywhere he was, he was he was doing his thing he loved those wraparounds driving the net drawing a penalty doing all the important work there and yeah if you can win that puck battle Tanev helps him out but Donato does a lot of work to kind of get that puck out and, and get it cleanly and make that pass uh, and that makes the goal happen in the Jaden Schwartz one I mean that is just a hustle goal that is an effort yeah. goal and it's not often that when you lead the four check and you're the guy who kind of dislodges the puck you're not usually the one who's on the final end of that scoring the goal uh but Thanks mm-hmm. to a great play from Morgan Geeky, that's exactly what happened. So Jaden Schwartz scores the goal, and, and man, did he put in the work to create it. Oh, definitely. And then just last guy to talk about before we get into a uh, chat here, Jordan Eberle. We talked about Ty Cartier a little bit earlier, talked about Maddie Beniers. I thought Maddie Beniers did have a good game in spite of the fact that, you know, the whole post situation. But Jordan Eberle also. This is the fastest I've ever seen him look, RJ. And this goes back to like watching him with the Oilers in the early 2010s. You know what I mean? Like this guy is so motivated for it. You really feel like he's thinking in his mind, like, hey, this is a group that can actually do this. I want to go out there and I want to win. And that youth on his line is rubbing off on him a little bit. I think that's given him that extra little bit of a boost. Yeah, definitely. I love the playmaking from him. Love the goal scoring. All of it's fantastic. Uh, all, right. all right. Now, before yeah. we head into chat, Dylan. I think we forgot to do it last time. I think we need to plug the merch because oh, that's a good the Kraken point. are here in the playoffs. They're here to stay. There's plenty of time to get your playoff merch, everybody. Ours is almost here. Yeah, there you go. From the deep we rise, playoffs 2023. If you don't have it already, maybe you were hesitating a little bit. Maybe you were one of those people who were afraid they might get swept by Colorado, like all the pundits were saying. You know, Maybe you held off. But look at these shirts, man. Still, they, they look awesome. Uh, uh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Get your playoff merch here. Yeah, professionals. I mean, we didn't size it exactly right, but uh, there you go. Um, link to the store is should be in the description down below if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also find it on our website, you know, through our link tree on Twitter. You can get to our store. Um, but yeah, we've got these shirts up there. Go get them. All right. Done plugging the merch. We did it. We checked that box off. We, we did we did the thing rj we did the thing we did the youtube thing um yeah and you know again it's a perfect like kind of the way i really view it also it's like not only do you show the pride through this whole playoff run but it's also it's kind of like a keepsake to remember this time like that's what i'll always remember this shirt for like even once it wears out i'm gonna keep it and i'll you know add it to like a t-shirt quilt or something just to remember this time of this first ever playoff run with the kraken and remember doing it with you know all of you guys uh in the community it's gonna mean a lot to me uh many many years from now and so i can't wait to to get mine in hand um you can always look back at your dresser with that shirt just remember these times like tonight yep. and just quickly in the bottom of chat here Lindsay, my playoff shirt arrives on thursday just in time for game two 
Let's go. Yeah. Great timing. Mega Man Zero just ordered my shirt yesterday. Thank you. Jessica with a good plug, RJ. Thank you. I thought Dylan did a great job capping it off at the end there. <laughs> Edward, I like shirts. They're comfortable and easy to wear. What, what an endorsement. What a plug for just shirts in general. <laughs> I know. If you're going to wear a shirt, might as well be ours. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Michelle got my shirt today. Just had to run in to say, yeah, now I'm off to bed. Good night, everyone. Good night, <laughs> Good night. Michelle. Yes. <laughs> anyway, no, let's, let's get to chat here. Let's talk about the game. I was going to say, it's been really, really cool seeing everybody's shirts come in on um, on uh, YouTube as well. Um, yeah, on, like tweet uh, at us Twitter, and on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Just like show us. When the shirt comes yeah. in, show us. Uh, Bahrain, that was fun. Pavelski is a problem, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that we'll solve it. I don't know that we'll solve it. Uh, Tom, this team's going to give me a heart attack. I mean, I hope not, Tom. It was great meeting you in Arizona. Uh, but I know what you mean. Like, man, playoff overtime, RJ. It never gets easier. It just doesn't. <laughs> no, it, it's always the same stress of it. It never, never gets easier, even after what, 20 years now for me watching it? <laughs> no, it's a long Doesn't time. get easier. Doesn't get easier. Striatic, we would not be Pavelski, not on this night. That's true. I mean, look, the Kraken said, hey, if we can't take, you know, the first goal in the game, then we'll take the first game in the series. And that's, you know, arguably more important. And so good on the Kraken for at least making sure they got that one. Uh, and hey, they won the first game last series too. Things worked out pretty okay. Maybe do it a little quicker this time. <laughs> That <laughs> would be the one thing I'd say. Um, let's see. All the all the Road Warriors, all the Yannis, all the Let's Goes. It's so great. Uh, Jake, we beat the Dallas Pavelskis. <laughs> For sure. Change the team name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, <laughs> Striatic, you know how difficult it is to avoid a Pavelskiing? This team can do anything. <laughs> changing his name into a, into a what a verb an adverb uh good stuff there james thought after the veneers missed it wasn't going miss it wasn't going our way unreal job to keep the stars off the board at the end of regulation and get them in overtime so this is the thing that i want to talk about rj because one of the things that we struggled with dallas in all those regular season matchups was late game dallas when dallas is desperate and the kraken are up by one Dallas just pours it on, and the Kraken really struggled to defend that lead. They absolutely struggled to defend that lead. I was already thinking in this one, once Pavelski got that third goal, I was like, uh-oh. At some point, they're going to pull the goalie. We're going to have to deal with a six-on-five against Dallas. Like, Hopefully, the Kraken have been studying. They've been doing their homework. Like, This is not something I'm looking forward to. Uh, Pavelski made it so they didn't even need to get that to that point, but it is still concerning for me, RJ, that in the third period against this Dallas Stars team, the Kraken, it's, it's one of those where it feels like they're fighting against the inevitable, which is never a position you want to be in. Right. Like you need to be up three goals just to to feel at all comfortable uh, with a lead late in the game. And that's it's just such an uncomfortable position to be in. Um, I, I I don't know how to counter that against the Stars team because they haven't really kind of shown the blueprint for it yet. Uh, they haven't shown that they can do that and stop them and keep them off the board. I mean, you want to do just generally the things you did, you know, through the first period or even through overtime where you're just getting the puck out cleanly, creating some play in the offensive zone, just cycling it, wasting time down there. But um, they're just so hard to stop, especially when they shorten their bench and load up their lines. There's just a lot of talent there. Yeah, there really is. So that's going to be something to watch um, for you know all these subsequent games as well. Lindsay pointing out, let's go. Kraken undefeated in playoff games one. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's true. And what a way to start things off. Like if you're going to win every game in a, in a series, all the same number of games, it's game one. Because while stats aren't everything, uh, the stats will tell you that, you know, team that takes game one more often than not goes on to take the series. Yeah. And to get on that front foot, and especially when you're starting on the road because then you just flip things immediately and you've got home ice advantage just like that. I know the Kraken, you know, for a home ice advantage maybe doesn't mean as much for this team. They're kind of a road warrior team. Yeah. But it always sets off that extra little bit of panic in the other mm -hmm. team when they lose game one at home. All of a sudden, game two becomes a must win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dace felt even better than the Colorado series because we fought Colorado all season, but Dallas kind of owned us, but not tonight. I do think that there's something to that, RJ, right? Like we got past Colorado, but we handled them kind of in the regular season. Uh, whereas Dallas, we had a lot of struggles with them. And, you know, we had some struggles with them tonight, but the Kraken came out on top. And so it does show like, look, we're growing, we're evolving, we're getting better. We're learning from past experiences and making adjustments. Like I said, the fact that you handled those first two lines for Dallas, Pavelski can't do this every night. I mean, maybe he can, but he probably isn't. And so I think the fact that you held them off the board on the power play is crazy impressive. That is just not something I thought we'd really see from them. And then the fact that especially that Jamie Ben line, like it was the third period before I asked, like, wait a second, is Jamie Ben playing? That's mm -hmm. ugh, that's wild. Yeah, and often you had the Wenberg line on them, but you also had Matty Beniers' line against him too. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't just you know kind of a shutdown type of line. I thought Matty Beniers did pretty well against the Jamie Ben line overall, and and it shows that really anybody you put out there, they can handle uh, you know whoever the stars choose to put out there. And um, and the PK. I mean, can we just talk about the PK a little bit more? How impressive this is because the Dallas power play. It's a different animal than Colorado. Yep. It's not just kind of funneling it to either side for those one timers. Every single guy, all five guys on the ice can hurt you in a lot of different ways. And it just didn't matter. Jay Leach's mm -hmm. PK unit was up to the task. And they only had one day, really, to look at video and prepare. And it's mm -hmm. it's just a whole different strategy. And they adapted to it so well. Okay, I got to stop talking about Jay Leach so another team doesn't go sign him to be their <laughs> head coach. All right, enough, enough. <laughs> you know who who's in charge of the pe the penalty kill uh, did a fantastic job. Yeah, and how did the how did the Kraken do it? They went conservative. They simplified it. They said, well, look, if the Kraken are, if, if the Dallas Stars are going to use a bunch of player movement to get people open, they're going to move the puck to all various areas. They're just looking for somebody to get wide open. Uh, let's just not let people get open. And so let's just go, you know, play a very conservative box uh, and just take away the four people down low and let whoever's sitting up top have the puck. And they can have time and space. That's, that's their man advantage, but it's going to be somebody who's just up top not really looking to do anything. And that's what we're going to do. And the only time they'd ever give up anything down low, they made sure that it was really down low and way off to the sides, basically in a position where nobody would shoot the puck from. And so I thought the, the Seattle Kraken, the PK, was fantastic, just kind of going to a man coverage box setup where it was just... Right. You want the puck? We'll give you the puck in these two outside perimeters, low percentage spots. Uh, and then, you know, dare you to beat us from there because, you know, you're not going to. And I thought that that was an incredible adjustment series to series because that's the exact opposite of what we saw from Colorado, where it was, you know, one guy up really pressuring, doing that triangle plus one, really trying to get in there with the wedge. Don't give them time and space. Don't do any of that kind of stuff. And in this one, it was just, no, let's just stay in tight. Make sure everybody's on everybody down low and let them try to figure something out. And they just weren't able to. Yeah. And that's the difference because Colorado with like McCarr and McKinnon up top, they can hurt you from that spot. And so yep. you don't want to just give it to them free and clear. It's great adjustments. I love what this coaching staff is able to do.
definitely, definitely. Joey pointing out also undefeated in overtime in the playoffs, RJ, which is, I mean, just about one of the toughest things you could ever do, right? Everything, everybody's out there tired. You've been playing forever, especially at the Kraken standpoint. Like I said, eight games in 15 days, you got another playoff overtime game. Like that's not a spot you want to be in, especially given the fact that you had a 4-2 lead going into the third. Now you're in overtime. Things could have gone so south for this group. The bottom line is this is a team talking about it from you know the second week of the season. Team doesn't give up. They always play like they're in it. They always think that they can win. And that is what we're seeing from them in these overtimes in the playoffs. And coming out from that overtime intermission too, I was worried at what we'd see because they just looked out of gas at the end of the mm -hmm. third. And somehow you have to just pick it all up, collect yourself and find whatever bit of energy you can to play for you don't know how long. Like that's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, you could try and empty the tank in the first five minutes and get a goal. And then where are you left with, you know, what do you do then? So um, I was just really impressed with the stamina. They were able to come out and just completely reset their game. And yeah. that's hard to do. Oh, it's really hard to do. So definitely credit to them. Uh, Jules, Captain Yanni, he's always out there getting into fights, defending his guys and bringing the spirit. Let's bloody go. I love it. <laughs> I loved when he had the helmet ripped off RJ. He's just smiling as, as everything's going on. I love this one too from Krakenhawk. Ah, Texas, where the game clock freezes, a hand gripping a beer takes up half the camera shot and we get an overtime win. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love you. You tell me you don't like somebody with just like a tall boy Modelo, just just like taking up half the ice there. Nobody, nobody else liked that. I thought it was great. Added a <laughs> lot of character to the camera feed. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. You know, anything unique and different, I'm all for. Um, <laughs> uh, Derek Gord with the second star. Oh, that's a good point. Let's see. Okay, three stars of the game. Pavelski number one. Yanni Gord number two. Max Domi number three. How does it not go to somebody from the winning team? Like what did he, he have did, like four? Did he like assist on all Pavelski's goals somehow? Is that three what it was? He had three assists, but I could have had three three assists playing with Pavelski tonight. That's not special. Yeah, if you could put the puck toward the net, you'd have three assists. Like that's all you need to do. Um, yeah, no, I think a Kraken should have been third star there. Yeah, and it should not have arguing been... with first star at all. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's that's I I get it. I get it. I understand it. But yeah. Kraken deserved to be there. And I would have put Justin Schultz, I think, probably. Because he had two great times defending net front two, where Grubauer had made the initial save, and then there was a rebound, and Gru was not going to be able to get over for it. And Justin Schultz had the clear. Two times, it was it was awesome. Things could have gotten really nasty there, but he stayed cool under pressure. I'm really loving playoff Justin Schultz. I just can't say his name enough. Uh, Brian, amazing to come back after choking away a two-goal lead in the third is simply gutty. It is. Uh, again, it's just they never they never say die. They're goonies. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, <laughs> they're just they're always in it till the very end. They always think that they they can do it. Like there's just nothing else to say. Yeah um let's see we just uh we need to just for once push a lead to three goals instead of trying to ride a two goal lead the rest of the game from coop most dangerous lead in hockey rj and the kraken keep finding out why <laughs> yeah they're they're 50 on that they've had a two goal lead six separate times in the playoffs this year the other team is tied at three three of those times yeah ty this series going to be a riot let's go it's definitely going to be like uh, this already one game in. You just know, RJ, this series is going to be a wild ride. And it's going to be fun. It's going to get a lot of viewers, too. <laughs> it's going to get a lot of viewers. I was going to say, uh, we'll talk about this, you know, on the deep dive, too, probably. But uh, for most ever views for round one in NHL playoff history, coincidence that the Kraken are in the playoffs for the first time. 
Well, and their series with Colorado. I mean, Colorado certainly helped, you know, <laughs> with them being involved, but they did the best of a lot of those series. So I, I think that's a good sign there. Um, and look, as a neutral, like as a, just as a neutral fan, like when I'm looking at series, I kind of look at how game one goes and see, okay, which one was the most exciting for which game two I'm going to watch. And I think a lot of people, if they see that box score, even if they didn't watch the game, they're going to watch game two just to see if that happens again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Casey, can I unclench now? I mean, maybe, but I don't know until this this round is over, to be perfectly honest. We're just talking about this series, how, what a good series it looks like. I mean, just be prepared, everybody. I think a lot of games are going to be like this. <laughs> yep. Uh, Scott, bingo, bingo, bongo, overcame the onslaught. Uh, I love it, Scott. Uh, and they did. They just, just kept going. It's, it's what this team does. It's what this team does. X Kid Z, this team is really challenging by health, but I'll take it. I, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Andy, most stressful game one of my life in any sport. That is what's crazy, right? Like all the stress, all this anxiety, RJ, it's game one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at, at, at least three more of these to go at most six in this round. Um, got a lot of hockey left. Yep. I'm going to be okay by the end of this, Dylan. If they all go to overtime, no, I don't think I gonna, so. I was going to say, John here with heartburn, just heartburn. So I keep a thing of Tums here at my desk just just for nights You're like prepared. this. <laughs> just for nights like this. Uh, SJ, thank goodness Otter forgot to play how to play hockey for a few minutes in the first there. RJ, it's incredible. We're 45 minutes in. We haven't talked about Jake Ottinger yet. Uh, but the bottom line is, this is one of the things that can happen with Ottinger is if you can get him off his game for a little bit, or you can take advantage of a rebound opportunity, surprise him, get him moving laterally, open up the five hole. We saw a couple goals scored that way. And then just the bottom line, same thing with Grubau, right? You get tips, whether it's your own guy tipping the puck or you're getting a, a tip off a defender's stick beats anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in net and Ottinger. I, it is really important that we talk about him because he did not have a good game. And I think that was one of the paths to victory for the Kraken uh, is if you could get Jake Ottinger off of his game and beyond just the, the tips, he was kind of fighting the puck all night. He just mm -hmm. didn't look right. Something looked off with his rebound control. It didn't seem quite so sure in his positioning, especially after those two quick ones in the first period where he gets beat blocker side by Schultz first and by Bjorkstrand second. That's got to kill a goalie's confidence when you just get beat clean like that twice in yeah. a row, similar spots. Um, he just didn't look quite right. And if that continues all series, I love the Kraken's chances. Jake Ottinger is supposed to be the difference maker. We were talking about the goaltending before this series, and it felt like Dallas kind of had the edge in net looking at the numbers, uh, but certainly wasn't the case tonight. No, and this is I'm, I'm going to borrow something from Edzo, okay? Kraken, keep the shots low shoot for the pads. There was a couple times Morgan Geeky especially. He had two great looks. He had people in front and he shot high. Ottinger was able just to trap it against his chest. End of end of threat. If those pucks are on the ice and he has to save them with his pads, there's going to be a rebound net front. He's going to scramble. He looked uncomfortable doing that tonight. I want to see the Kraken kind of try to keep their shots low whenever they know they're going to have support net front. I think that's going to be something that they're going to have to do. I know that was, you know, a meme basically amongst Kraken people when playing against Colorado, both in the regular season and in the playoffs with Edzo kind of hammering that home. Well, I'm prepared to kind of pick up that mantle and carry it forward here because uh, I think that's, that's going to be one of the keys to getting past Ottinger in this one. The other thing that's kind of interesting, RJ goaltenders, both of them, 886 save percentage tonight. When was the last time you saw two goaltenders have the same save percentage, much less one that was 886? 
Okay, that's a real deep dive stat thing. I I don't even know if Allison could help us out with that. When was the last time two, both goalies in a game finished with an eight eight six save percentage? I she could probably do it, but but should she? I don't think she should waste her efforts with that. But I want to know. No, that's going to be something you and I are going to put together during the off season is the save percentage scoregami chart for the NHL's history. Yes, present that at Seahawks. Yes, it'll just be like it'll be like the biggest waste of time ever, but boy, won't it be just like neat. <laughs> it'll be neat to show off for five minutes at Seahack and, and you could have done a lot of other stuff. <laughs> hey, come on. Um, it's worth whatever effort we have to put in to get booed off stage at Seahack. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh Egg Reviews music. This playoff thing is easy. Oh boy, RJ, I sure hope, I sure hope Kraken fans don't become that, that group of fans. I know you're not, I'm just teasing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of wild how, how fast this is all coming together for the Kraken. I just, I, I knew they were a good team. I thought they could come in and, and make a little bit of noise, RJ, but this, I mean, they, they look like an elite team all of a sudden. They do. And I, I'm not quite sure how to comprehend this growing up a Sharks fan where it just felt like everything had this way of always going wrong. And this team, it it, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Things seem to turn out pretty good. Um, so I'm still getting used to it myself, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's something. And, you know, one of the things, too, that that is surprising that the national media hasn't picked up on. And if anybody's listening, here's the storyline for you next time. Uh, this is a team that is now in the second round of the playoffs. Didn't make a move at the trade deadline. Like this wasn't the team like going for it. Like they were kind of without yeah. saying that they weren't. They were kind of indicating that we're not like this is all ahead of schedule. If we make the playoffs cool. But like, you know, what happens happens. We're really looking ahead towards next year. Let's get some experience for our young guys. Let's kind of move forward. That's all we were all talking about. It was just like, yeah, if we get let's get to the playoffs. We'd hate to blow this thing late. And now it's like, OK, we're in the second round. We win game one. We're beating this uh, amazing Dallas Stars team. And, it, and it's like, how is nobody talking about that? That this is like a team that just from, di you know, from from the start of the postseason, but really going all the way back to February, March, just wasn't really even expecting to be here themselves in some ways. Yeah, they punted at the trade deadline. Like, yeah, this, you know, our real window is later. We're, whatever yeah. we do, we do. I mean, as Max Bro says here, look at look at us. Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, they might mess around and win a Stanley Cup. I don't know. That's, that's basically what they're doing right now. It's wild. Uh, their big their big trade deadline thing was, I guess, we'll keep Carson Soucy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, that was kind of, their big trade was we won't trade this guy away to Edmonton for a first round pick. Um, you know, that's that's pretty solid uh, as a move here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, lots to talk about the broadcast there. Seeing some more love for Fitz. L always love to see that. Always love to see that. Oh, yeah. That, he's great. Sure. And I, I got to get this at the end of chat here. I'm yeah. shipping up to Boston and Squid Squad. You know, let's go Kraken from Australia. I, I love seeing all the people. Like we had it last game too in chat. All the, all the Aussies in here. Love it. Good afternoon to you. Almost 4 p.m. for you tomorrow. Yes. Uh, but that's so great. Love to see it. Definitely, definitely. Becca, the bar down guys each predicted this would be one of the most boring round two series. I, at this point, I think bar down purposefully goes out to try to like choose the exact opposite of what's going to happen, RJ, because I, I can't imagine you'd be that wrong this many times over. You, you get more clicks if you're really, <laughs> really wrong. I mean, hey, look, the, we put that your Sheldon Keefe rant about how terrible a communicator he is and how awfully he is up on there and the Leafs go and win four games in a row. It did such good numbers. 
Like it's a strategy. I got to admit, it is a strategy. That's fair, John. What's up with the camera? Can't see players on the near boards. Fans blocking it with their beer moves at a glacial pace. Um, I don't know about the movement. A lot of that though is just the way that that arena is built. It's just it's not a steep grade for that lower lower bowl there. So yeah, it's just it's it's not the greatest camera setup place uh, in the world there in Dallas. Um, but I will say I'll give them credit that it's at least properly lit. It's not like a dark cave like some of the other arenas around the NHL. <laughs> so I'll give them that. Take least. the trade off, I guess. I guess the white balance seems better. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jules, for real, Maddie is trying out there, but hasn't been lucky. Hope the guys are able to keep his spirits up. I think they are. And I think he's enough of a mature person. Uh, I know we always make all jokes about how. You know, he simultaneously looks 20 and 40, but I think he's a mature enough player to understand that, look, if you just stick with it, you keep going out there and you do, you know, you make the plays that you need to be making, it'll eventually go for you. And the perfect example of that is just, you know, down the line a little bit with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's that's true. I'm looking here at the bottom of chat too. I'm sorry, I, I got a little distracted by this. Um, yeah, go by for this it. Comment here on 32 thoughts the other day. Elliot Friedman was saying that GMs were probably going to look at the way our depth is built going forward, and I do think like if you're another GM, you want to look at that. I just don't think it's possible. Like this is just an argument I want to make. It's probably a longer form argument, but I just don't think yeah. you can do this unless you have the expansion draft set up. Yeah, I was going to say, what are they going to do? Go start, have an expansion draft? Like, I don't know how. Right, have an expansion draft or or just go get rid of, you know, their their best, their highest paid players. Yeah. Like, I, that's was, what you'd have to do. Like, if you're the stars, yep. what do you go? You go trade Robertson because he needs to get paid. You go trade Hints. You go, like, what do you try and do there? For yeah. Like $5 million I, guy, dollar guys and try and get depth players? Like. Yeah, no, it's 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 not an easy thing to achieve. That being said, there is some stuff, right? It's identifying a guy on waivers in an Ellie Tolvanen and submitting a waiver claim. Like other people could have done that. Um, there's <clears> there's <throat> things like that. There's things like you know when you pick up a Daniel Sprong in a trade coming back, or you take a flyer on him, uh, signing of a Ryan Donato type. You know what I mean? Just being able to identify players that you think you know they have something in the tank, they have something to prove, but also. We think that they they can do well here in our system, in our culture. And I think that that's something that a lot of times, if you don't have a general manager and head coach that are really in sync when it comes to building up their roster, especially once you have an established core group of players, RJ, if, if those people have differing takes, like say you have an analytics-based front office, but the coaching staff believes a little bit more in you know just what they're seeing or how guys are doing at a certain time or whatever it is, and a little more of an old-school approach, you're not going to have the success that the Kraken are having. I think so much of this comes down to the fact that there's just good lines of communication from the coaching staff, the players, and the front office all with each other. So everyone's on the same page. And that's when you can see depth guys like that. You can bring in the right people and put them in the right spots to succeed. And that it, that should be repeatable. It's just something that often isn't, unfortunately. It's not easy. It's an organization-wide type of thing. I mean, it's hard work. Yeah. Sean Fubo ESPN stream dropped the last couple of minutes and Gord's goal WTF. Yes. WTF for sure. That's terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sounds brutal. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really bad. I'm very, very What's sorry. What's the Fubo, man? I know. What's the Fubo? Uh, Casey, I'm so tired. I bet the boys are exhausted after that one too. What an amazing effort to finish that game off in overtime after a top third uh, for sure. Uh, is 
wild wild uh sarah don't forget to like the stream y'all and alex saying and subscribe yes definitely subscribe if you haven't already uh subscribers really gone up just past 3500 thank you everybody nice for that. that's a good yeah. milestone there definitely talk about that Lindsay, i owe will borgen an apology i don't think he could do it i didn't think he could do it but that playoff beard is magnificent it's a pretty good one rj that's been the biggest positive surprise in the playoff beards, I think, of anybody. Like, I'm really impressed with Borgen's playoff beard. I didn't think there was going to be much at all, but it looks nice. I think he should just keep it full time. I think he looks better with it than without it. I kind of agree. I, I honestly agree. I thought he looked really good. Uh, Justin, so you mean Maybe to tell I should me ask him if he'll consider just keeping it around? I don't know. That's the kind of thing I could joke them about. Yeah, I think so. Uh, certainly, if they're going to come back to Seattle, winning a bunch of games here. Uh, oh, yeah. Justin, so you mean to tell me it takes more than one player to win in team hockey? Yeah. Sometimes, though, it only sport. takes, like, it, yeah. The, you know, the Joe one Pavelski might try overtime. to argue with you, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get you to overtime. Um, <laughs> for sure uh hockey fork i'm not sure if it was elliot or frank but i know i heard one of them say that the kraken were locked down as far as leaks go yeah i, I look we're there you're there more often than i am rj this is not a team that wants to disclose information to anybody no, if, <laughs> if it's anything big the team themselves is breaking the story and and that's definitely something i've talked to other media members about like no matter how insider on the inside you are like there are certain things if they want it kept a secret it will be a secret yeah for and sure look at the coaching search we didn't see hackstall coming at all no and we really i mean we were grasping at straws of just like well rick talking went in a second time i guess he's the guy because that's all we had <laughs> like the first time nothing. i think he had a yeah, lot of interviews third times yeah and it was like well they played together in pittsburgh like this must mean something and it was just but we had nothing they gave us nothing uh they still do a good job of that kind of stuff too i uh, don't get me wrong they're they're still great the way they handle everything the fact that you get meals rj as i'm going to all these road games that's amazing <laughs> good on the crack yep. for stuff like that taking care of the media in other ways uh but yeah they're maybe just not the most talkative organization but that's fine that's fine yeah they're doing good they're doing good um i just love this name cheshire cat squirrel master the omg you have to love it let's go kraken oh i love all the excitement there love the name as well it's fantastic joey raise your hand raise hands after last season who saw kraken three more wins from western conference final <laughs> If I see any hands out there, that's just someone who knows <laughs> liars, lying. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you read out the lines. No way, yeah. no way at all. I'm trying to get down to the super chat here. There we go. Uh, super chat from a buck. Do we know if John and Eddie are doing the TNT game? I would assume so. I'd, I'd be doing one. Know. Let's see. I know. Let's see if I it's know in that email the NHL sent me. Okay. I was gonna say I know. I know John's doing TNT stuff around two at the very least. Right. Let's see. As RJ gets, you know, the other, the other, another organization infamous for disclosing information all the time, the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here, while you look that up, got another super chat here from MPC Chris. I continue to be floored by the mental makeup of this team. They just seem so unfazed when their backs are up against the wall. It's true. I mean, this team just like, I was thinking about that earlier, like, you know, they handled that game seven kind of easier than I've seen any other team like tackle a game seven situation 
where it's a it's a winner go home opportunity. You lost the game six where you had the chance to clinch, you know, so you're going back to Colorado. They've got momentum from winning that last game. They didn't look good in that game six either. That was their worst game of the series um, for them to just literally just throw all of that out of their brain and come out in game seven and just be like, no, we're just going to win this game. We're going to shut them down. Bjorkstrand's just going to have a thousand shots ring off the post. Um, I thought that, that, you know, what Hackstall was able to do with them, what the leadership on the team was able to do. And then just also just individually, all the guys on that roster have to buy in. It's one thing to hear it from your coach. It's one thing to hear it from your, you know, a, a team leader, but it's another thing to, to actually do that yourself. And I was really, really impressed with how the Kraken handled that game seven, RJ, because the bottom line was the way they acted, it didn't feel like a game seven. Nope. It just didn't kind of register for them with that, you know, that extra nerve, the nerves just never hit. Um, I only heard kind of the first or second half of what you said, because I was looking up and I couldn't find the broadcasters. Sorry. Um, I found this though, this tweet from Tony X. I love this. Kraken are like the 10,000 Hawks in those, who do you want to be on your side in a fight to the death scenario? Nobody picks them, but they end up effing stuff up yes they do <laughs> and and you know for for real ech fans here uh the t the, the thousand ducks yes the thousand <laughs> ducks <laughs> this dragon team is the thousand ducks it is it is we're just going to exhaust everybody and leave them dehydrated <laughs> that's the that's the How plan. yeah uh jmg in here john and eddie are doing the vegas edmonton game uh, tomorrow so that you know i was already looking forward to that game rj i think that's going to be a really good one uh but certainly looking forward to it now here Ty oh, with the not the ducks i know <laughs> no, i'm telling you you everybody got mad at me for that just because they all knew i was right nobody wanted me to be right but i was right Patrick, that's the only reason anyone ever gets mad at you dylan it's just because you're all so right always all the time it always it, it's always that uh patrick 11 more to go i know it's crazy all right rj Got David Jones hat and the ability to put puck on the board for this one, RJ. Who's getting it? Davy Jones hat, man. Um, I mean, like the obvious you go to kind of Yanni Gord as the as the game winner. We see Grubauer currently has the hat. So maybe he goes with like a, you know, I know Borgen had that big shot block. Yeah. Came back from it. I, I think it might be a goalie pick type of thing uh, where maybe it's one of the defensemen. What do you think? I mean, he could go really off the wall. Ty Cartier leading the team in hits with seven. Let's go. That would be that would be epic from Grubauer. Uh, no, it's got to be Yanni Gord. Come on, dude won the game in overtime. Like that's it. Game over. That you right. know what I mean. Uh, only problem is if it's too obvious. But like, look, yeah, he had the OT winner, and he just does so much everywhere all the time. It's not like he just scored that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Patrick saying Ty. Yeah, see that? There you go. I think that that's that's someone in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Loved all this. Gary with the shout out to the Seattle Storm and the WNBA for changing their, their game for game three. Definitely. Um, Ty, I had to look up how a fish stays hydrated. Lol. Thanks, Dylan. You're very welcome, Ty. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Rebecca, Dylan with the deep callback to his own dumb argument. I'll give you one. Uh, and then X can see, lol. I guess this is answering the thousand ducks question. Uh, just don't bring back wheels and doors again, please. No, you've done it, X can see. <laughs> oh my god not talk I about this still we won't talk about wheels and doors but i'm definitely keeping this thousand ducks thing going along as long as the the kraken are winning in the postseason uh for sure 
Um, uh, Michael, Ty Cartier has been a revelation for this team. Physical, strong on the forecheck, and making great decisions with the puck. I'm telling you, RJ, I grew up watching the Penguins. You already talked about Pavelski and all that. I grew up watching Sidney Crosby having line mates like Chris Kunitz and Pascal Dupuis. Not guys you would associate playing with a superstar. But I get the same kind of vibes of Cartier playing with Matty Beneers and Jordan Eberle, where here is Matty Beneers. He's your star franchise center that you're going to be building around. And while Ty Cartier isn't, you know, the superstar prospect kid who came along, here he is 22, just getting signed in an AHL deal, all that kind of stuff. Um, he just plays well with him. He, they complement each other so well. The line has become way more effective, really, than it was with McCann. I know that that's crazy, but you look at playoff production it's been more productive with Ty Cartier uh, and then for him to go out there, throw around the body, get even more confident and comfortable as he gets more and more game reps in. I'm kind of getting the feeling that, you know, we could see Cartier with Matty Beneers for a while. Right. If he's able to stick in that spot when what that allows you to do too, with that chemistry is move other guys down the lineup. I mean, you can put a Jared McCann when he comes back on, on a different line and he can bring everything that he brings just further down the lineup, getting better matchups. And I was waiting for you to kind of put the two and two together there with Crosby's line mates and, and Ty Cartier <laughs> there. And, and it'd be so great too, if the firebirds in that whole system, Dan Biles was able to mold players to be ready to play with a guy like Matty Beneers, who he knows they're going to be able to come up and get minutes with for the next decade plus. I mean, when you have a player like that who's just a franchise cornerstone, you can develop guys that way. Yep, definitely. Uh, Andy, how about that camera shot of the Stars bench coach's back of the head? It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> um, Kyle, I'd much rather have the win than the third star. Definitely agree, Kyle. We're all on the same page there, I think, for sure. Um, CDO, this felt like game seven plus one. Sheesh. <laughs> It kind of was. Again, not having any days off between series, really, RJ. It just kept all of that going, all that energy going. But good for them. Uh, and Shay, hey, Jamie Alexiak said he prefers it that way. Yeah, Just keep it I in think, a rhythm like that. I think a lot of the guys do, just based on what they've said. I'm sure at some point, especially because it's the playoffs, they're going to want a day to take an ice bath and not have to worry about anything. Uh, but I don't know that they're necessarily there yet. Uh, Shay, the Mariners have their chaos ball. Can we claim chaos hockey? This is a good argument that can be made for the Kraken and Chaos Hockey, RJ. Okay, tonight's game <laughs> just by itself was a pretty good argument there. Um, I don't know that they want to play as chaotic all, you know, potentially six remaining games of this series. Um, but uh, they, they managed to get a win. I, I, If you had told me it would be a 5-4 game uh, at the start of this one, I would have thought the Kraken's odds of winning were quite low. Yeah, uh, Noah doing a good job here of summarizing how we've all been over the course of the season. Uh, I'm good if we have a, a winning season. I'm good if we get over 100 points. I'm good if we at least make the playoffs. I'm good if we don't get swept in the first round. I'm good if we wait. I think we might be the better team here. Let's effing go. <laughs> that is, oh. a, that's a thousand percent where everybody's at. That is, that yeah, is way perfect. to sum up our thought process kind of throughout this whole season. Um, and yeah, I was definitely having those thoughts during this game. Like, I, I think the Kraken might just be the better team here. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, Stu here disagreeing with me. Shoot high, my friend. Low is what all the goalies play for. It's the modern way. Cherry pick the corners. Shooting low was the way when there were stand-up goalies. Hey, I'm not saying shoot to score goals low. I'm saying shoot low to create rebounds that you can then take advantage of. Because Jake Ottinger... You know, I don't know if this is a thing with all tall goalies or if it's just him, but whenever there's a rebound in front of him, he has this 
propensity to just open up the five hole completely. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> whoosh. Like he, he tries to, to, to stick his skates on both posts and it just leaves the middle wide open. So if you shoot low, create a rebound in front of him, there's a good chance you could just kind of poke it home maybe even a little easily. So that's really what I'm going for. Uh, I don't think you're going to score five hole on him all that often. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JP scored a hat trick, but still lost the game with no puck support. I would be mad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you feel as Pavelski after a game like this, to be honest. That's a good question. Um, if only the NHL come to Seattle right after the Sonics were stolen city state would have been so much better off. I love hockey. Oh my gosh. Just given how crazy everybody is for the Kraken already, that would have been nuts. Mm-hmm. That would have been nuts for sure. Um, Easter Q asking if there's a Burakovsky update. No Burakovsky update. I don't think we've asked for at least a week or two because the thing is they gave an injury timeline that's like well beyond what we're at right now. So I think that's one that they maybe would just be like, yeah, no update. Look at the injury timeline we gave out. So um, he's I don't he's not coming back for this series. I would not expect him back for this series. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kraken are making Vegas rich right now. Everyone keeps betting against them and getting lit up. Literally everyone. Yeah. It was over 47% of all tickets were on Boston to win the cup RJ. So already Vegas is feeling pretty good. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a, uh, it's a great playoffs for Vegas so far. Uh, And even our bracket challenge, so many brackets just going down as far as the, the cup winners are concerned. I mean, it's, it's just carnage there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Max, bro, have we talked about how the ESPN crew is finally giving us some respect? The entire abs coverage was just them talking about what the abs need to do better to win. Uh, yeah, no, I thought um, Brian Boucher uh, was very much, you know, talking about the good things that the Kraken were doing. He was definitely feeling Ryan Donato tonight. Just all, whenever Donato was out there, he was like, look at what Donato's doing. I was like, all right. Good. I mean, I'll Ryan Donato er- earning converts there. Um, yeah. You know, he's a getting Bush to be a, a Ryan Donato believer. And you could tell the broadcasters were kind of just coming around as the game was going on. They introduced it like, you know, oh, the stars, you know, maybe they're not sure. Is this possible? The Kraken could continue this level of play? I don't know. And then by the end of it, they were fully on board. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lindsay, this team and organization has truly captured lightning in a bottle. Now we just need to beat Tampa at some point. Lol, that's a next season problem. <laughs> yeah. One day. Right. Yep. Yep. Shea breaking the news here. Yanni hat. Yanni Gord gets the Davy Jones hat. It could only be him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Alex in there with the Yanni hat as well. Um, he looks good wearing that hat there. Yeah. Oh, for Looking sure. Speech now. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting uh, Daniel and Donnie in here mentioning Jacob Magna was a move. Yes, it was. That was a, a, an ad at the deadline that the crack had made. Uh, you're right. <laughs> oh, talking about uh, Magna. Yeah, yeah. Like, say I that feel they like didn't he's the, he is the oldest player on the Kraken roster who's never played in a playoff game yet. He still doesn't have a playoff game in his career at age 30. And he's just, he's watching this. I'm sure he's, you know, having a good time with the team winning, but man, you got to think he'd love Seeing to Will Borgen game. go down like, huh? huh? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, Tim, just thinking back to when Vegas was making their run, everybody thought it was impossible and couldn't believe they kept winning revisionist history is wild, but this team has the same vibes. I mean, there's something to that expansion team depth. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah. Those Um, teams are built different and other teams just don't know how to counter it or deal with it. Yeah. And they never really learned with Vegas. Vegas just kind of changed that on their own by bringing in stars and being built like a, a normal, more normal team. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Bowie tweeted the chaos hockey thing too. Love that. Uh, from from thrift shop hockey there, and then Lindsay with a quote from Grubauer: "Effing rights." <laughs> yeah, effing rights. <laughs> and then Yanni, let's love get it. that effing second win. Sergio there, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, uh, Rebecca loved when the broadcast basically said, "At what point should we stop being surprised when the Kraken stay winning?" Uh, you know, yeah, what? that's okay. That's what I was referring to. Yeah. At yeah. the start of the broadcast when they were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I want them to keep staying surprised. Keep, keep doubting us. Let's keep the underdog thing going on. Let's keep the us versus the world mentality. I think it's working. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just don't want anything to change to be perfectly honest. Everything's going very well for the Kraken right now. Let's right. Everybody needs to stay doubting. So this continues to happen. I think that may have played into our, our picking the stars, uh, in our, uh, series a preview bit. a little bit. Yeah, I was I think worried we, if I picked the Kraken to win that it would all go south. I think we straight up said it in the deep dive. We were just I like, think we may have just come out and said it. Yes. Them. So, yeah, we got to go with Dallas just so that we'll be proven wrong. Like I said, RJ, you know, this this team, I've never been more happy to be proven wrong. It's very yep. true. It's, and we're going to keep being happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm totally loving it. Uh, loving doing these post game lives with everybody. Love the fact that it's still 198 people in here. We're 1115 on the West coast here, hour and 12 minutes in after that overtime game, just all of it's incredible. I, RJ game two, like if there's one thing the Kraken need to work on one thing for them to keep going with, we'll finish with these. We can each give one. Um, what, what are you thinking? I mean, aside from, you know, doing whatever you can to stop Joe Pavelski, but aside from that, I think just the forecheck, like that's what I was so impressed with, especially from the start of the game was getting in really physically on the forecheck, because yep. this is one thing we noticed during the regular season. The stars are going to bring a lot of man support down into their own zone, trying to help out with those breakouts and the Kraken really struggled with it all regular season, the three times that they met up and they kind of countered by being a little more conservative in the regular season. And the stars kind of figured out a way around that, but they just had no answer for the forechecking pressure. The Kraken brought, it was just so aggressive tonight. And I think you've got to keep them on their heels that way. And so that's what I want to see from the very start of the game, go in there forecheck, get two guys on the puck, just bang some bodies into the boards uh, and put them on their heels again and, and make them fear you. Yeah. Um, Donnie, Dylan, anything you want to teach us on the whiteboard? The thing I was going to talk about is the PK. Like, keep going with the PK the way it is with the conservative box. Let me see if I can. I don't know. I don't have the whiteboard really, like, ready to go. Is it not within oh. reach? It's it's barely in reach. Tell Afra to go fetch it for you. Afra, do your job. <laughs> Where's my assistant? Uh, all right, let's Where's see here. Where's retreats, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of something that dallas would do on the power play maybe <laughs> I, they've got so many varied looks i mean you i know can, it's you know, kind of drop a whole bunch of other things all right deciding so once, on the spot is difficult yeah uh but this is basically what the what the kraken were doing here. real quick free free kn here our pp is very sad we need to get it going the power play i mean it just goes uh, without saying 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's just kind of assuming. I, I'm not hoping for anything there. I like that they moved Tolvanen back to the one-timer slot and put Morgan Geeky on the other side. But yeah, there, there's a lot of things they, they could change there. We've kind of gone over it all season. But Dylan, take it away on the penalty kill. All right. So in this one, I, I reverse things a little bit. The green, the lime green, lemon lime Gatorade colored ones are actually the stars this time. Uh, but this is basically what they were doing. They just did man coverage. So this is more of like a spread out look for the Dallas Stars. Got one guy net front, one guy in the... It's pretty standard 1-3-1, one, one, I guess, actually. Uh, one one person net front, one in the slot, two on the half boards, and then the person up top. And they just let that person up top sit there with it. But really, a lot of times what we were seeing from them was a lot of this. Because Dallas likes to keep the two guys not necessarily off on the hash boards. They like to keep them a little more in. And this is the look that we were seeing through most of the time. Where you have all four Kraken defenders making that box, being nice conservative in there. And look at that. If you're if you're the Dallas Stars there, where are you supposed to pass? Who's supposed to be open? Everybody's got a body on them. The Kraken defenders can reach everything with their sticks. Like there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's nowhere to go with this other than for this guy up at the point to just kind of go back and forth like this, which is a lot of what we saw from Miro Haskinen on the, on the power play. And you could tell he didn't know what to do. Like, I, and, and whatever you could put a, a player as good as Miro Haskinen in a situation where he's just like, ah, on a power play, especially that's the good stuff. So I want to keep seeing that from the crack. And I think if, if they keep going with that, things are going to be great. And then, yeah, as far as like things you can improve on, I don't know, just don't allow guys to tip things in front of group hour. There's a problem in round one problem in round two. Stop. Yeah. It. And like, you know what, you know who you have to look at more than anybody else. You, you know, who the culprit is just body up, take away the stick. I know it's really hard, but you have to find a way. Exactly. 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 Uh, got Kobe in here. Great. Go crack and great win tonight. So that's, that's a good place to end it. Uh, I, I think here, um, appreciate everybody staying up late with us. Appreciate all the super chats and everything. Everybody, everybody left a like everybody who subscribed to the channel. Really appreciate it. We are on to game two on Thursday. Cannot wait to see what the Kraken have in store for us all then. Uh, but until then, we'll see you all next time. Oh, and the beer hall. They're great. Yes, Queen Anne Beer Hall. <laughs> Go there for game two. I'll be there. <laughs>